0: Six thirty, Chad afternoons with Jalen Nye, weekdays at two on Six Thirty, Chad. Although, how many of you depend on your iPhone or your Android device completely for communication? How many of you actually still have a landline? Does anyone still have a landline out there? Well, how much we depend on technology really hit home for tens of thousands across the country yesterday when Rogers suffered a mass outage impacting wireless calls, SMS, and data services. It began early yesterday morning, and for many, uh, it was the better part of the day before service was restored. All along the way, uh, police agencies were issuing warnings uh, about what to do if you were calling 911, don't hang up. Uh, police weren't getting text codes, and that was Frustrating as people were trying to make vaccine appointments or maybe trying to sign into a VPN at your home office, right? Frustration really, really um, boiling over as people realize how dependent, especially during COVID and working from home, many uh, are on the service. So what happened and could it happen again? Andy Barrar is a tech journalist, commentator and founder of Handy Andy, DIY tech guy, and he's a great friend of the show. Hey, Andy, welcome back.
1: Oh, pleasure to be here, Jalen.
0: All right. So what did happen yesterday? So
1: it looks like Rogers had come out. Their chief technology officer said it happened to be a software update on one of the Ericsson uh, networking hardware pieces that they used. So this networking equipment was really central to the entire network of of Rogers' uh, nationwide network. So when that went, when that software update went down, that's when we saw all of these problems. It was it was absolutely crazy. You couldn't have asked for a a worse time, especially during a pandemic when people were at home.
0: Yeah, well, let's talk about that. I mean, it was a real, I, I think most of us are, are fully aware of how much we depend on this, uh, on, on these little devices that we carry around so much anymore, but it really, really was driven home yesterday. I know I was in the office yesterday, and, and uh, Shay Gannon, one of my colleagues, kept coming out. He uses his, his phone during his show to communicate with people, to all that sort of stuff, and he wasn't able to do that, and it was sending him over the deep end, and that truly, truly, um, I think, think, was uh, the reality for a lot of folks yesterday.
1: Yeah, it was a really a bad day to be a reporter because you couldn't use your (laughs) phone. It's like the old saying, Jalen, you know, you don't know what you got until it's gone. So it's just kind of like when the Wi-Fi goes down at home and you start to realize just how dependent you are. This is like that on a nationwide scale. We just realized how connected we are to our devices. And the fact that the 911 services and those, you know, this could be a life and death situation. And it was a really big wake-up call for Canada to talk about our wireless infrastructure, our nationwide infrastructure, and just how dependent we are on it. And there are private companies. We have the big three. And this is just happening when Rogers is about to buy Shaw and take over Freedom (laughs) Wireless.
0: So what needs to be done? I mean, you know, well, I... When you look at what happened, I mean, the question is, could this happen again? And I'm guessing the answer is absolutely
1: well when I when this happened first of all I was like is this like a terrorist or a hack that mm-hmm. that happened on the network because it was going for so long so if yeah. I'm the hacker or better yet if I'm a terrorist hacker I'm having a eureka moment going all we have to do mm-hmm. is a software update a little firmware update at the network level and we can shut this entire network down so it's a huge wake-up call for Canadians because we need to relook at the telecommunication infrastructure perhaps mm-hmm. we need to look at it as a public utility, be just like our gas and our water be and electricity, because we're so dependent on it, just like we are for electricity and water, so too are wireless networks that keep us connected in this digital era that we find ourselves in.
0: Yeah, I wonder if we're lagging behind on on those on on that service and what needs to be done and what needs to be put in place to make sure this doesn't happen. You think a software update on your computer at home that can drive that can drive you nuts when it takes longer than five minutes all day. Yesterday, I was trying to get a hold of someone and I realized about four o'clock. Ah, they must be on Rogers and that's why I can't get a hold. But he was trying to do business. He wasn't able to do business. And there's there's concerns about maybe you know what impact that this could have had on the economy yesterday. Whether it was if you were working in the finance sector, or maybe you were a, a carpenter trying to get a hold of a client. I mean, it had it had real world impact for a lot of people.
1: I, like, I'm not a lawyer, but like, who's liable for this? Like, that a lot of money wow. was lost. Like you say, economic impact. But Jalen, we have to understand. At the same time that this happened, they're rolling out 5G networks. So now what you ask is, are they designing these networks? Like, if you asked me two days ago, is there a chance that a telecommunication network in Canada could possibly go down nationwide? Because Rogers said in their tweet, we have intermittent outages, yeah. but I think it was the wrong choice of words. It should have been, we're having widespread outages, yes. not intermittent. You know the connotations behind intermittent? It's like, oh, it's just here and there. No, yeah. this was huge. And the fact that it could even happen is, is making me concerned about the 5G networks. Are they even designing them so that they're foolproof? And it. It almost makes you wonder, Jalen, like, why does Shaw, Bell, and Rogers, or, or sorry, TELUS, Bell, and Rogers, have their own towers? Why doesn't the municipalities put towers and then give them access to it to prevent this from happening again so that if one network goes down, they can roam onto the other one to make sure that people don't lose connections?
0: Andy, you're raising a lot of really great questions that are going to have to be answered as we move uh, as we move ahead uh, here in the weeks and, and, and months in. Uh, ahead of us one of the other questions that's being asked right now is will people be reimbursed at all for what happened yesterday what do you think the possibility uh, of that is and and how would that happen would it just be you know a little change to a bill here and there
1: at the least they could do that. They could just try to, you know, compensate their users. But there's a bigger question on the economic impact that it had. You know, when we're talking about 911 services going down, yes. you know, now think about this. Again, we were talking about 5Gs. We're in within the next five, 10 years, we're gonna have autonomous self-driving vehicles. What happens <laughs> if the network goes down and the vehicles like these are really big questions? It's almost good that it happened because now we're asking these questions, and I hope our government is going Put these, these telecommunication companies in a room and saying, we need to make sure this never happens again. If your network goes down, you should piggyback and roam on this other network. Let's, let's all make a deal because this it's just inexcusable in this day and age. This is not like your home Wi-Fi. This is a national network that we're talking about.
0: Andy, you know I, I'm sick of being at home over the past year. But after this conversation, I just w- I think I just want to I just want to like hole up into my closet for a little bit longer and and stay and stay at home. I mean, you're raising so many great points, and and yeah, there's obviously a, a lot to be done uh, still moving forward. And the fact of the matter is, is so many of us don't have landlines anymore. And again, we can't communicate the way that we do over our phones. And I get that, but I mean, in a, in an emergency. Um you know that is that is something that we depend on. Have you ever had a landline phone, Andy?
1: Never. Uh, never when I <laughs> when I moved into my house, I've never had a landline. Uh, I don't even have cable vision, you know. Um so Ugh. I'm a typical digital person like it was funny, my Wi-Fi actually went down. I, I upgraded to a different package and my modem was not compatible. So for one week I didn't have Wi-Fi. But I had to I had to do a hack. I actually <laughs> piggybacked off my neighbor's Wi-Fi just to keep my, my home connected because I have a smart home. I have smart locks. Yes. Like, yes. The Wi-Fi goes down. I'm going wow. down. <laughs>
0: wow, 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 wow. All right, my friend A- Andy, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Always great to chat with you and we'll uh, we'll follow up uh, in the in the uh, in the weeks ahead. Thanks for this.
1: My pleasure, anytime.
0: Yeah, you betcha. Andy Barrar, tech journalist uh, and uh, a commentator on, on tech issues. So I mentioned uh, I mentioned uh, landlines, and so I looked into it and I, I, I dug up a, a communications monitoring report from 2018. It was the latest one I could find from the CRTC because uh, you know we don't have a landline in our place anymore and I get that a landline wouldn't allow you necessarily to communicate you know with a with the the text alerts that you need or, or that side that that sort of thing but in that moment when you need to make a phone call when you need to get a hold of someone to find out what is going on or do a a business deal, whatever it was, or call nine one one, like if it's an emergency, I mean that uh is is something that you fall back on. We gave up our landline about, I don't know, five, six years ago. But uh listen to this. Um not surprisingly over the last decade the uh number of households with landlines decreasing, the percentage of mobile phones obviously increasing. Um In 2004, landline-only homes were at 40%. They far outpaced uh, the mobile-only counterparts at 2.7. All right, look at that, 40% to 2.7. But take-up of mobile services surpassed landline services in 2012, Mm -hmm. right? That's right around the time that we said we're getting rid of ours. Um, And I know we're not alone. In 2016... 32.5% 32.5% of Canadian households uh, subscribe to mobile services only. 32.5%. 11.5% of households uh, had landline services only. So 32.5% for mobile services only, 114 uh, for uh, landline services only, right? Uh, yeah, 32.5% to 114 And that was in 2016. That's five years ago.